Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your uh, fearless leader. This is Pico and 36. Uh, coming at you with ACCBR episode number 25 this evening. I uh, wanted to do something a little bit special. It just happened to coincide with um, a couple days after the, the draft uh, renouncement deadline for players who want to return to school. So I took the opportunity. Uh, I had a good buddy of mine, Tony Patelis of College Hoop News, go ahead and join me. Uh, we talked about a great deal of things uh, from uh, you know winners and losers of, of who went in the draft and who stayed. Uh, some players he likes, some teams he likes. We talked about his top 25 um, that he just released a few days ago on his Twitter account. Um, talked a lot about ACC basketball in general and what our expectations are for this coming season. Uh, a little bit of history with me and Tony. Um, you know, I got to know Tony a few years ago. I uh, found him on Twitter. I was not a very, uh, a very a good a user of Twitter. I wasn't. I never really kept myself very um, fluent in how to use it um, until I was out in Oklahoma City. Uh, I made it kind of my routine to watch a lot of college basketball every Saturday. And there was this guy on there that was just tweeting like a madman who seemed to have a passion for college basketball similar to my own. And I would actually tweet at him. And unlike some of the talking heads at ESPN, CBS, Fox, things like that, this guy actually responded. You know, he's got a few thousand followers at the time and was actually a guy that I got to know just by having a conversation um, about college basketball on Twitter. And for the last few years, um, you know, we've gotten to we've gotten to know each other fairly well. Um, he has, you know, he's become kind of a buddy of mine. It's it's strange. It's a strange friendship because he's, I, we've never actually met. But um, when he recently heard that uh, my dog, my child Tucker, uh, you know, came down with some sickness and uh, may not have that much that's that much longer to live. Uh, you know, Tony's a guy that uh, he, he donated to Tucker's cause uh, when I thought that Tucker was still curable. And, you know, even from time to time, you know, a couple months later, you know, Tony still drops me a line just to ask me how, you know, how Tucker's doing. And, uh, you know, he's just a good guy. He's really knowledgeable about college basketball. He's a guy that I really respect. And he's a guy that helps me out on Twitter. You know, he's got 10,000 followers. I have 700. And uh, when I when I come up with something that, uh, that he enjoys, he tweets it out and gets it to his people. And I experience what I like to call the Patelis effect. And my reads go up, my views go up, my retweets go up. And uh, everything increases. The amount of followers I have go up. And uh, you know, Tony is a guy that I've talked to. Has given me pointers. You know, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do the website, make sure you're gonna do it. Make sure you get stuff up. You know, constantly, maybe once a day. Uh, I have not done that, but it's in lieu of the website, which I'm I'm hoping to continue to grow. I took it a step further. I went with this podcast, which is something that I really enjoy. And uh, Tony Patelis has been a big part of that. And you know, for that, you know, his his you know, basically his uh, advice to just, if you like it, do it, you know, don't wait around, don't wait it, uh, for it to come your way, just make it happen. And, uh, you know, Tony's been a, a huge help in me growing my brand, and I was really happy and pleased that he agreed to do the show. And uh, without further ado, here's a conversation with me and Tony Patelis. So we are live. I'm sitting here tonight with Tony Patelis on ACC BR. Uh, Tony, how'd you make out this weekend on the diamond? Uh, not bad. We split our two games. Um, 
I've been down a few players with injuries, and uh, it's graduation weekend up here. Uh. So uh, we did pull out one out of two, so we're in first place. So I'm having a pretty successful year. There you go, man. Um, For those of you who who have been uh, sleeping under a rock for the last few years, Tony is the uh, the founder and the source of a great deal of information on Twitter, uh, College Hoop News, um, a guy that I used to interact with before I actually started ACCBR. Um, Tony, I've uh, I was going through your top twenty five that you released after uh, after the uh, the draft rosters were kind of announced. Uh, you got yep. you got seventeen uh, seven teams from the ACC. Uh, in your top 25, and recently uh, sent out today that you thought the ACC was the toughest conference in the land. Um, what uh, what impresses you the most about the conference this year? Well, you know, when you have seven teams, um, possibly even eight, I had NC State right outside my top 25. I think they're they're a club that's going to find their way in at some point uh, next season. It's just the depth of the conference. Um, you know, last year I think the Big 12 certainly was the best in the land. Um, you know. In any given night, it, it's tough to win. But, you know, the ACC last year had, had some pretty rough teams at the bottom. You know, Pitt, Wake Forest struggled. But I think the league's going to be better overall as a whole this year. So I, I think just – I like depth. You know, you can be mm-hmm. top-heavy. You can have great teams at the top. But when you can have that many uh, quality teams in a conference, I think that's what uh, wins out. Yeah, I, uh, one of my, my follow-up question there was going to be um... – you know why do you why do you hate NC State? How can they be outside the top twenty five? I I think that they're better than a couple of teams, um, specifically from the ACC that you have in the top twenty five. I actually would have them ahead of Clemson right now, um, simply okay. be, simply because Gabe DeVoe was such a warrior for that team last year that even yeah. even with the return of Reed and Shelton. Um, I expect Clemson to take a, a pretty significant step back. I think they're a bubble team, but I, th- I would put NC State ahead of them. Uh, what is your expectation for Clemson this year? Well, I mean, I, how can you not like this team? I, I know we disagree a little bit, but they still bring back Marquise Reed. They mm-hmm. bring back uh, Shelton Mitchell. I think Elijah Thomas is one of the better bigs in the conference. I think he Absolutely. gets a little bit overlooked. And I think, to tell you the truth, I think Amir Sims is a guy you got to watch out for. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's not a great thing that Dante Grantham got injured, obviously, but I think that was good for Sims. He got a lot of playing time late last season, got a lot of experience. So I think that's going to help them this year. I mean, they came in, I think, third last year. They went to the Sweet 16. They have a pretty good chunk of their production coming back. So I I like this team a lot. I think Reed, uh, like uh, um, Elijah Thomas, is one of these guys that gets kind of overlooked. I think he's a fantastic guard. Yeah, I actually had him um, when I did my postseason awards. I I put Marquise Reed on the first team uh, all ACC last year. I think the biggest thing about him that may be overlooked is his impact on the defensive end. Um, he seems to always be in the lane. He always is in passing lanes, that is, and uh, and and gets Clemson, I think, opportunities for a lot of easy buckets uh, going the other way. Um, who do you think? Uh, who do you think could possibly be the biggest surprise in this conference? Um, that's a pretty good question. I think you know, if you want to say biggest surprise, maybe BC. Um, you know, they, they, I know Jerome Robinson was a big loss, but Kai Bowman is a fantastic player. Um, so if he can have a a special season, um, you know, you also, um, if he could have a special season, you never know. Um, but I'm a little hesitant, but I mean, I think there's so many good teams. It's kind of hard to find a surprise. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, and I actually really agree. I agree with you on Boston College 100. Um, percent 
Um, right. They do have this kid out of North Carolina coming in, um, which Christian's had very good luck coming out of North Carolina. Uh, Jarius Hamilton, I think he's going to step in there. I actually really like uh, the Stephen Mitchell kid. Um, you know, yeah. does a little bit of everything, rebounds the ball really well. Um, I was kind of wondering about Jordan Chapman, how he's 25 years old. I didn't know if he was going to quite be back. He's married. I believe he has some kids. He might be done with the college life, but it appears like he's coming back. Um, yeah. They, they've got some firepower, and it's still up in the air. I still can't find anything on Deontay Hawkins as far as getting a medical red shirt. I don't know if he's going to return or not. Have you heard anything about that? I have not, but I was going to say if he comes back, that's obviously big. And I think Nick Popovich is a kid that you need to watch out for. He mm-hmm. played some solid minutes last year, so – if they can kind of, you know, have some momentum from last year's success, um, you know, obviously they weren't an NCAA tournament team, but a lot of people picked them to be pretty bad, and, and they were actually somewhat successful in the league. So we'll see what happens. I mean, obviously I would have feel a lot better if Robinson returned, but, you know, they still got Bowman. Hawkins would be a big key mm-hmm. for them. So obviously got to watch out for the Eagles. Yeah, I think they – didn't they open up the ACC slate with a win against Duke? Was that, that was either the first or second game of the ACC conference yeah, play? Yeah, I think. they got a home. They believe they got a home win against Duke yeah. early in that in conference play, so that was big. Um, one question, and you know, I had them. I had them rate one two um, as far as top of all of college basketball last year. That being obviously Virginia. Um, now that they lose Isaiah Wilkins, they lose Nigel Williams, um, they lose. Uh, oh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Devin Hall. Um, what, uh, as far as leadership goes, how do you think that team responds to being the first number one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed in the tournament? Well, you know, as much, I do like this roster a lot. You know, I, I'm at the point with Tony Bennett where they lose guys. I'm not too worried because mm-hmm. they have such a, they have such a tremendous system and he just kind of plugs holes and kind of figures it out year after year. So the leadership definitely is a little bit of a question mark. I'm not too sure, um, you know, about Kyle Guy or Ty Jerome as leaders. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know a lot about them personally, but I think there's going to be a very, very big, uh, lot of pressure on this team this year. Um, I just can't imagine them going into the NCAA tournament this coming year and all the eyes are going to be on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be really, really tough. And I'm, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle it well. The, the reason I like this team so much, and I, I have them in my top five, I think DeAndre Hunter mm-hmm. is a possible you know ACC Player of the Year uh, level guy. Um, I know he got hurt last year late. Didn't have a huge huge role with this team, but he's so versatile. He's great on both ends. I think he's I think he's going to be. Um, so he's a guy. I think if he can take that next step and be an all AC all ACC guy, I think Virginia will be fine. Uh, that gives them really three really good scores with Guy Jerome and Hunter. So maybe they'll be a better offensive team this year. I know they're not never great offensively, but you know they're going to be one of the best defensive teams in the country. You know they're going to be one of the most well-coached teams in the country. So I'm at the point where, with Virginia where, you know, he can roll out whoever and they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, I, I think um, – I don't know if you can still underrate Tony Bennett as a coach, but I, right. I still think he is underrated as a coach. People look at that style of play and tend to think well, that it's it's boring. Well, boring doesn't necessarily mean bad. Right, but I think I think with a lot that has to do with that too is the the lack of postseason success. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I know they've been to a Sweet Sixteen. I believe they were in an Elite Eight a few years ago too. So they've had some, but for for them finishing so high in the ACC and always being a top ten team, they really need that deep run to kind of solidify. You know his time at, at the school so i think if they can somehow get that done uh within the next year or two then he'll he'll kind of get that underrated 
kind of washed away. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the longer it goes, the more pressure that mounts. Right. Um, I think that, you know, they got to shake that. And I, and I actually agree with you. I mean, Hunter, I believe, was projected to be a possible lottery pick if he was to declare this year. Yeah. Um, Another guy that I really like is the uh, the Diakite kid. I think he's got high upside. He's a high energy kind of guy. Um, I think he can he can maybe provide that defensive presence that Isaiah Wilkins has kind of left behind. Um, yeah, I, I really like Virginia as well. I don't know if I got him in my top five, but I think I got him in the top ten. Um, Ty Jerome just has a, a propensity to hit clutch shots. Uh, Kyle Guy can obviously score with anybody in the league. I, I like this team as well. Yeah, and I think another kid we got to watch out for is Marco Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, point guard, who didn't play much last year, but he seems like a guy that could maybe take that next step and at least see a solid role with this year's team. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty excited about this team. I, I'm I'm just a big DeAndre Hunter guy. I want to see him in a really big role. Yeah, me too. Well he could I'm with you. So. Um, you do have, uh, I think, you know, like I said, with your top 25, we agree on a lot. Um, we actually spoke uh, before I brought you on tonight uh, about Florida State in particular. Um, you have them at 17. I think they have the talent, especially with Kofor coming back. Uh, my only question with them is, like I told you earlier, uh, the point guard role. What do you see? Yeah. Who do you see being productive in that role for the Seminoles? You know, that, that's my main question. I was actually going to ask you about that, <laughs> what you thought. <laughs> because I, I don't see a, a, a big-time point guard in this roster. They might have to mix and match here. Um, the key for me with Florida State is, you know, they have a lot of – they're athletic, they're deep, they got a mm-hmm. lot of size. My, my, the key for me is MJ Walker. Um, you know, he came in last year, a really deep roster. You, you know Hamilton usually plays like 10 guys, yep. so – it, the, the scoring's usually kind of balanced out. They generally don't have like a big time score. Sometimes, you know, with Bacon and guys like that. Sure. But I, I'm interested to see him, you know, in, in year two. He didn't really play all that well in year one, so I, I'm a little concerned. Not a concern, but he was a five star guy. Yep. A lot of a lot of potential with him. So I'm interested to see how he plays. I think if he can he can be an impact guy for them, they can be a pretty special team because you know they got guys like Cole for a man. I like Trent Forrest a lot. Um, Savoy as well so I'm interested to see how they mix and match this roster um, but I, I like this team a lot I had a little bit of a trouble I, I had a little bit of trouble ranking this team so and I know early you know in preseason you kind of have to go on talent more mm-hmm. than chemistry and everything because you don't really know um, so I'm a little you know concerned about the pick I had them at 17 I thought it might be a little bit high I think a lot of people put too much stock in an NCAA tournament run sometimes Absolutely. like I said it today, like on Twitter, like a bubble team wins two games, and all of a sudden people are putting them in their top fifteen. Well, somebody's so got I think somebody's got Loyola Chicago at number five. I think uh, Jason McIntyre. Yeah, Jason McIntyre, yeah. who kind of always does this to get kind of clickbait. Sure. I even saw them. Andy Cass had him at number twelve. I thought that was a little ridiculous. Too. Yeah. A very good team, but I don't think they're going to match what they did last year. So kind of like with Florida State, you know, very good team, balanced uh, from top to bottom. But are they going to have a you know an impact? All AC, all ACC guy on that roster. We'll see. Maybe Man can do it. I think he's a pretty good player. He's a kid from my area. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- there's definitely a lot to like. I'm just not sure how they're going to mix and match that rotation yet. Yeah, I, I think last year, and I said it a, a little bit during the season was that was the first time in a long time for a, a Hamilton coach team where they were kind of a sum of their parts instead of instead of a, yeah. you know some star players. Um, 
Right now, Savoy is kind of listed as their only point guard. Um, I don't really yeah. know a whole lot about this David Nichols uh, kid that they have coming in. I don't think Savoy is the answer at point guard. I think he's more of a combo guard. He's a three-point threat that you're going to put in the corner, put on the elbow. Um, man can handle it a little bit. Uh, I know Trent Forrest can handle it a little bit. You know, I agree with yeah. you about Walker. Um, he was probably the one of the only. He was probably the best five star that wasn't a one and done last year. I thought coming in. And, uh, right. you know, had some games where I thought the potential was peeking through and then he would regress for a couple of games and then he'd break out for a couple of games. Uh, I didn't think he played better towards the end of the season, but, um, you know, overall the season, um, I don't want to say it was underwhelming cause he's still a young kid and he's still kind of buried behind some guys, but, um, he definitely has the ability, I think, to break out this year and become a real star for them. I agree. <clears throat> yeah. Um, if I had to guess, I think I think you're right. I think Savoy will probably get an opportunity. I think Trent Forrest could probably run yep. that, run it a little bit. David Nichols, the transfer from Albany, uh, he's more of kind of a two in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he can play both, but he's more of a he's more of a score. He averaged uh, 17 two years ago, almost 15 this past year. So can he can shoot the three? So that's a nice little uh, addition uh, for this team. But you know they they don't really have any depth issues or anything like that. So um, if they can figure out the point guard spot, maybe they can have a successful season. Maybe finish in that top five in conference, possibly. Yeah, I mean they're certainly talented on the wings. I just you know uh, the other okay. the other thing is up top. Um, the Kamaji kid. I think the loss of Ike Obiagu is is tough as far as depth goes. Um, you know, Raekwon Gray is a, is a player that I really like coming out of high school, but he's, he was, you know, a little bit, he had to work on the body a little bit. He's got kind of an old man game, you know, old man at the Y who can do a little bit of everything, but he's not a true post player. Uh, he's not a rim protector. Um, the cabin galley kid is a nice player, but I don't know if he can play the five. He's a little undersized. So the point guard and the center position, I have concerns about. It's everything in between seems to be where all the talent is located on this roster. Um, yeah. Switching gears just a little bit, uh, going over to the coaching side. Who do you who do you think's gonna have a season on the hot seat? Who do you think's got the uh, a warm bottom right now? Ooh, I mean, in this conference, I mean, I'd probably have to say Danny Manning. Yeah. Um, I'd probably say that's my number one. Um, maybe Josh Pastner, but I think it's a little too early for that. Yep. I'd probably say Manning. Um, you know, he's, he had he got to the NCAA tournament uh, two years ago. Um, you know, I think it was a play-in, though. So it, uh, that's really the only success he's really had so far. He's recruited really well. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a good job on that front, but... They've lost some guys to transfer. Um, also, some you know they lost Doral Moore and Brian Crawford to the NBA, which mm-hmm. I think is a huge hit. I mean, I think that pretty much makes them the second worst team, or maybe the worst team. You know, with uh, Pitt, I don't think Pitt's ready to take that next step yet. Obviously, but um, I would probably <laughs> say Danny Manning for sure. <laughs> you, you're putting you're putting Wake Forest down there with Pitt. You think? Oh yeah, definitely. Whew. I can't wait! To, I can't wait to hear the feedback on some on that prediction. Uh, I, I agree 100. percent By the way, I, people I think have overlooked how bad Manning has been um, right. with 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 on the court actual success. I mean, his his recruiting success is possibly is is possibly top in, is one of the top in the conference outside obviously Duke. But right. uh, you know, as far as putting the power to the pavement, he just doesn't seem to get a whole lot out of it. Um, 
and I'm not sure anybody in the conference has has done worse with more talent. I you know I bang on Leonard Hamilton a lot about doing a little bit with a lot, but Danny Manning seems to really take it to a whole new level. I agree that I think he's on the hottest seat in the, in the conference. Um, you mentioned uh, Darrell Moore and Bryant Crawford leaving early for the draft. Do you think that Wake Forest was the uh, the biggest loser as far as the draft decisions? Oh, I think so. I think so for sure. I mean, obviously you can say Duke, but then they have a, a, yeah. a slew and five stars coming in that'll just replace those guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely think it'll probably be a, a team like Wake Forest, absolutely. Um, speaking of Duke, what do you think of how that roster's constructed right now? That's my big concern. I mean, obviously you can't knock the talent. I mean, you got Reddish and Barrett and, and Bolden and Williamson and Trey Jones and, and the Joey Baker kid who I possibly heard my red shirt. Red shirt, yeah, I heard that today as well. Yeah, which is kind of odd because I don't think this team has a lot of depth. and They didn't last year or the year before. Well, why would you um, reclassify to 2018 only to red shirt? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, um, no, like I said, a lot of obviously maybe the most talent in college basketball, mm-hmm. but I just don't like the way it's constructed. I mean, I don't see any shooters. I don't know who's going to shoot the basketball. I'm kind of concerned about their spacing. Like I said, I'm kind of concerned about their depth. I mean, obviously Coach K is a tremendous coach, so he can maybe figure it out. But I just think the shooting is my main concern. I don't see a lot of shooters on the on this roster. I don't know what you think. Uh, you know, I, I I haven't seen. You know, I watched. Uh... I watched uh, last summer. I watched the under nineteen game, uh, the tournament over in Egypt, that featured some of these players, uh, in particular uh, uh, R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish. Uh, Barrett, I thought, was a guy when I saw him play. He's not. I mean, he's a capable shooter, but I don't see him as a knockdown guy. Um, right. I, you know, Reddish is is a guy that. Right now, I don't know how good of a basketball player he is, but I think in five years he could be an NBA All-Star. He's, he's, I think he's got mm-hmm. a really high upside. Um, I think Barrett's the best player in the class. That doesn't make him a great shooter. Um, I actually had Nas Little from UNC as the second best player in the class, and he actually, I think uh, 24-7 actually had him there at the end of the season. Right now, I, I, I'm with you. I, I just... You know, it, Joey Baker, uh, you know, he reclassifies to redshirt. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me um, unless he's thinking about going pro early. I, I don't know. Um, Trey Jones, I haven't seen him a whole lot, but I hear he's better yeah. than Tyus Jones. But uh, like you, I don't see a lot of shooting, and I have concerns about Zion Williamson playing a true post at 6'5". Um, I think he can rebound there, but I don't know if he can score there with his back to the basket. Obviously, he's a highlight reel in the open court. But, um, right. You know, I, I actually, I like, and I think I said this the other day, I like Marcus Bolden in this lineup. I think he's going to be hugely effective this year for Duke. Oh, I agree with you. I think he's going to finally get an opportunity. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be he's going to be a guy that's going to play, you know, a lot, a lot of minutes. You know, he hasn't got that opportunity in his first two years. He's had some issues, injuries, and stuff like that. But I definitely think on this roster he's going to get his time uh, finally. And obviously, you got to be excited about Zion Williamson. But honestly, all I've ever seen the kid do is dunk. Me too. I mean, I, I watch you know I watch a little bit of videos on YouTube and stuff, and I just haven't seen him do much. So I'm not extremely familiar. I don't follow recruiting as you know that much. Mm-hmm. But he's obviously a, a an exciting guy, and I think he's you know a, a good basketball player. But I'd like to see him do a little bit more than a 360 dunk. So I want to <laughs> see what he can do. That is impressive, but I agree. I'd like to see him step out past six feet. Um, I did have uh, uh, Nas Little's dad, uh, Harold Little, who's kind of a buddy of mine. Uh, I had him on mid-April, and he swears up and down that Zion can shoot the ball 
with with some consistency from the mid range. So I'm I'm kind of looking yeah. forward to see that. So I'm not sure I quite believe that, but I, you know I got to believe T. He's seen him in person a whole lot more than I have. So yeah, <laughs> um, I guess one other program that I was really high on last year. And I actually, uh, actually lost a little bit of money when they went to Lexington because I thought watching them in the out of the conference, I was really impressed by them. Uh, was Virginia Tech? Uh, they have, yeah. I, I think, probably the best point guard in the conference this year in Justin Robinson. Uh, I think they've got a lot of talent on the wing, and now they got a little depth up front. You have them at number eleven. What are your thoughts on Buzz Williams' crew this year? Well, well, boy, I, I definitely think this is Buzz Williams' best team since he's arrived in Blacksburg. I really do. Um, I think Justin Robinson was legit one of the best players in the country in the second half of the season. Yep, he was absolutely fantastic last year, uh, especially late in in a uh, you know ACC tournament play and also um, you know in late in conference play. I love the versatility of this roster. Mm-hmm. You know, they got guys like Chris Clark, Ahmed Hill. Uh, Alexander uh, Walker's a really big guard uh, that can do some things. And, and I, I like the fact that can deem size back because it gives them depth up front. You know, last year, Blackshear was really it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's all they really had up front. So just to give them some depth up front and some minutes, I think is going to be big. You know, they got to be better on uh, rebounding. They weren't a very good rebounding team last year. Uh, but I love the backcourt. You know, you got to love Robinson and guys like Alexander Walker, as I mentioned. So I think this is going to be a really good team. They got to be better defensively. Um, they weren't terrible last year. I think they averaged like seventy-two a game. But I, I like this team a lot, and I think if Robinson can continue to play like he did at the end of last season, uh, I think they can have a really special season for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think uh, really PJ Horn was kind of Kerry Blackshear's backup last year, and PJ Horn, yeah. for those who don't know, runs about. They say he's listed at six-six. I think he's probably six-four, six-five. But right. um, you know he played admirably. They get uh, they get Ty Outlaw back this year. Um, I'm hoping you know Ahmed Hill can put it together. I think he's a really talented guy in the wing. But uh, you know played well early, really tailed off. I believe he got benched at some point during the season. But he's a guy that can score, you know, a lot of points in you know a short amount of time. He just needs to some consistency in his game. Um, I guess we can we can swap over to your overall top twenty five. And who is a team that you have in your top twenty-five that you would think might be a little bit, uh, a little bit underrated this year? Underrated? Oh boy! Um, I'm just going to bring it up real quick. Mm-hmm. If you just give me one second. Yeah. Um, thank you. I had it up, but I uh, just uh, brought it down one sec. I'll get it up for you. Sorry about that, man. No, you're good. Yep. Um, no, but uh, going back to Virginia Tech real quick. Um, I was going to ask you, what what do you think about Buzz Williams and the job he's done so far there? I, I think it's you know I think they're definitely heading in the right direction. I think they need yeah. a little bit uh, a little bit more success in the tournament, but I think he's done a great job. You know, I, I think Buzz is a great coach. Um, Buzz yeah. is a guy that I, I don't know if he's underrated um, on the on the national scale, but I, I ex- almost at this point I hate to say that I almost expected more out of Virginia Tech. Um, it seems like he has a. They were they were really bad perimeter defense last year, especially. Yeah. Um, and given the athlete athletes and the level of player he's been able to bring in, that's kind of shocking to me. Um, 
I, I have thought since he arrived that it was only a matter of time before he, he was out the door again to, you know, when Oklahoma State opened up, I thought that was it. He was gone, and yeah. that didn't work out. Um, you know, Texas opened up. Yeah, he might be gone again, and that didn't work out. So I, I maybe he's at, in Blacksburg for the long term. I don't know. Um, it, it's funny because when you think of Virginia Tech, you immediately think Frank Beamer. That's a football school. Um, but they, you can't, uh, you can't ignore the amount of talent and the amount of success that, that the buzz is bringing to Virginia tech and, you know, him staying there for, for the long term only makes the ACC stronger. Um, I am kind of surprised at the lack of success he's had at the NCAA level, but I think with time that success will come. And I think it probably come this year with Justin Robinson. I think, you know, he's a candidate for a first team, all ACC player, and his senior year, they haven't had much sex, success in the tournament. I think he could be poised for, you know, maybe a sweet 16 this year. Yeah, I think they need it this year. I think this is a big year for them. I think they're going to need to win a game or two mm -hmm. um, in, in the NCAA tournament to kind of solidify what he's done so far. Um, going to the top 25, um, the team that I really, really like, and I, kind of another coach that has done a, such a great job in such a quick time is TCU. Yeah. Um, I loved, you know, Jamie Dixon got right in there. I thought it was going to take a year or two to kind of flip the roster and, yeah. and, and fix things. And, you know, right off the bat, they win the NIT last year, and this year they make the NCAA tournament. Um, I like this roster a lot, and, and you might say, wow, they lose Vlad Verdansky, they lose Kenrich Williams. But, you know, Jalen Fisher, to me, is one of the best guards in the country. He missed some time last year with a knee injury. So mm -hmm. you have him in that backcourt, and the guy that I really want everybody to take a look at is Desmond Bain. Absolutely. Um, he is fantastic. He's yeah. exciting to watch. He averaged 12-4 uh, uh, this past year. He shot 46% from three. And I think with guys like Brodianski and Williams out of the picture – He's going to take that next step. I think he's going to be a 16, 17-point-a-game scorer. So you match him and Jalen Fisher. That's a really talented group. And then you got a veteran like Alex Robinson, J.D. Miller's back. A freshman who quietly played pretty well last year, Kuat Noy, averaged 10-4. and four. He can shoot the basketball well. This team can really shoot the three. I mean, they got a bunch of guys that can shoot 30, uh, 39 to 44% in that range. So they're a team I'm really excited about. They have a pretty decent recruiting class. It's pretty deep. Nothing, you know, fantastic, but, you know, a deep group that will probably see some time out of the gate. So I'm really excited about this TCU team. I think Jamie Dixon has done a fantastic job uh, since he's arrived. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I was a, uh, I, I beat the drum for, for a long time as far as, uh, as, far as uh, what I thought about Pitt running him off. Um, yeah. you know, some of the stuff that I've heard since then, maybe, you know, I've kind of backed off a little bit because, you know, Pitt might have a point. His last couple of recruiting classes weren't stellar. Things were kind of getting stale. And, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can stay in a place too long. Um, that said, there's no excuse for hiring Kevin Stallings. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I just didn't think Pitt handled it well overall. Um, I absolutely agree with you about Desmond Bain. I've I've enjoyed watching him since he was a freshman. And if Jalen Fisher could just stay healthy, I think the whole nation would know who he was. Um, to add to what you said about the recruiting class, they got a kid coming in, six uh, six small forward named Caden Archie, who is going to be a yep. star on that team. I think he's going to be a really good player for that program, and uh, I think people will definitely know who he is by by the end of this year. Um, I just yeah. want I wanted to I, go ahead go ahead. 
no, I, 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 I spoke with uh, Ryan Miller, one of their assistants, um, from time to time, and mm-hmm. he just keeps pounding in my head about Desmond Bain and yeah. how good he's going to be this year. He's one of the kids, the kids I'm more excited about to watch in the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to step out real quick because I, I, your top 25 to me is interesting. It's very, very similar to what mine would be if I if I put one out for for the others for the entire you know. Uh, Division One, Mississippi State. We don't quite agree on, but they do have a lot of talent. I do like Lamar Peters. Um, jumping back into the ACC, I, we talked about who the biggest loser was as far as the draft day decisions. Who, uh, who in your mind would be the biggest winner? I would say probably Syracuse would be the biggest winner. Absolutely, that, that's who I was going to say. You know, Ty, without Tyus Battle, I would look at this team a lot differently. Um, but with him coming back, you know. The roster is going to be improved with Kerry, uh, the guard they have coming mm-hmm. in. I think he's a five-star. Mm-hmm. I heard he's fantastic. You know, I, I, I just think, you know, the potential's there. They're really good defensively. Obviously, the zone's really tough to deal with, especially in tournament play on short notice. Mm-hmm. they got to be better on the offensive end. I mean, as good as Battle is and some of these other guys, they got to be more uh, efficient. Yeah. I think efficiency's the big key, key word for them this year. You know, Battle was really good last year, but, you know, he shoots in the in the high 30s. Brissett, same type of thing. Howard, same type of thing. So th- they got to get better. Uh, you know, maybe point guard play will, will help that this year. Um, but, you know, we'll see. The kid I really like is Dolajai. Yeah. I thought, he played, I thought he played really well late last season. He had some really nice moments. So if, if he can kind of, you know, take another step, they can be really good. I mean, I think talent-wise, they're they're probably a top five, six team in the conference easily. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The only question, the only the only thing that I, it concerns me about this team is there's only one basketball, and Jalen yeah. Carey comes in with the rep of a scoring point guard, not necessarily a you know a distributing point guard. And Frank Howard's going to have to. He's probably going to have to play the two. I would expect Battle to play the three. Uh, Brissett to play that that hybrid four, and then Chuck Wu will will be their starting center or Sadibe, but I expect Chuck Wu to to, to yeah. be that five man for right now. And you know, last year that offense was basically you know either Howard or Battle, dribble, 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 shoot the three at the end of the shot clock. And right. I, I think Jalen Carey needs to be more of a distributor in this offense. He needs to get people in a position where they can be successful and, like you said, make that offense more efficient. Right. I think they need to be a little bit more balanced because, you know, last year it was pretty much battle, battle Brissett, battle Brissett, and mm-hmm. then that was it. Um, so I think if they can, can kind of, you know, move the ball a little bit better, get some of these other guys involved, you know, they bring in Elijah Hughes, who's a solid yes. point guard, yep. a solid guard from, I think, East Carolina. Correct. He's a solid transfer. Um, Braswell's a kid, I think, coming in, freshman class, who, who could maybe play a little bit. Um, and Dolajai, I think, is a kid who's going to, you know, need the ball a little bit more and, you know, maybe score some, some buckets for this team. So I think, you know, it's going to be interesting, like you said, it, how they distribute and who scores and who doesn't. But I think just a little bit more balance, I think, would help this team a lot. Yeah, and I think we're going to get that this year. I think uh, someone like Dolajai, who's a Euro forward, you know, kind of getting acclimated to the style over here, especially in a, in a level a level of competition like the ACC, uh, he's going to come back as a sophomore, I think, and be, and be a lot more effective. I, I really like Syracuse this year. Um, I don't know if I would have them in the top 25. I think they're a bubble team. I think they have a yeah. high upside, but I want to see them play together, I think, before I would uh, yeah. put too much stock into them. Yeah, like I said earlier, you know, I kind of base a lot of this on talent sure. because, you know, it's tough to know what's going to happen with chemistry mm-hmm. and, 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 and rotations and who's going to do what. But, you know, I, I, like the, I like the talent of this team. They 
they, and then they always have that zone to go back on. Right. And, and, you know, especially it's such a weapon in tournament play because it's so hard to deal with because you're not, you know, these other teams aren't used to it. It's kind of like, I kind of mirror it to West Virginia and their press yep. where that's so tough to deal with in tournament play because, you know, you don't see it. can't prepare for it yeah. in 48 hours. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can you can't really simulate that type of zone in practice because right. you don't have you don't have that length. A lot of teams don't have that length, and especially the length right. combined with the capability that those kids have to to prepare for that. I, I absolutely agree. Um, Tony, I, uh, I, I that's all I got for you, man. I thank you for joining me today. It's been a real blast. Um, you know, maybe I'll bring you on uh, again when we get into ACC play to see if uh, see if we know them as much as we think we know. <laughs> I would love to. I really appreciate it. Uh, Anytime is fine with me. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good night. All right. You too. Thanks. Later.